Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I Abby, are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy in Dear Abby. My wife is working out of this senior woman here, Abby. She thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod. our feelings it's like a cleanse that we're doing up top and because this is what's happening in our lives right now we have nothing else we're in the shit month of february which is extended january i i feel like there's not a lot going on right now no oh except Except for for, you except for the other night so dish let me so i think I, i texted you this so i um first of all i had a tetanus shot which i hadn't had in a long time what do they still do those? Yes. So my doctor gave it to me, knocked me on my ass as if I'd just gotten a booster. Oh my God. So I kind of fell asleep and then I woke up and I had to walk Jenny. So I go outside. It's shitting rain. Uh-huh. Shitting rain. Uh-huh. So Angry f- ice rain. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's a bar underneath my house, my apartment. Okay. And usually they take their trash out and right, uh, right on the curb. And there's a single tree that is covered in basically trash. trash uh-huh. Right. There's no plants. There's no nothing. Um, Jennifer is a very uh, anxious little dog. She's a tiny chihuahua. Right. So if she wants to go pee or not, she'll go wherever the fuck she goes. Absolutely. So it's shitting rain. And so she jumps into this thing, which is strange because she normally doesn't jump over the little fence to pee in this little tree area. Tree area where there's just trash. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. Also keep in mind that it's the subway right next to it, which is where there are four, um, meth addicts that live there Mm -hmm. so this isn't like beautiful anyway no also keep in mind it's new york right there's no beauty here. this is yeah 1982 yeah yeah so i am a little out of it and she's peeing and some guy walks past me and he's like you know there's a reason why they put these gates up i said he's like yeah so your shit dog doesn't go in there and take a piss or whatever i'm like excuse me and i'm like what did you just say (gasps) I, and he keeps walking, and he's walking towards where I park my car, which is like a group of people who are waiting for their cars because it's the a broad the Broadway district. Okay. And um, and I have now I have I have Jenny on the leash, but I have just like pulled her out of the fence. Oh my god! So she's Was like she leap, she leapfrogged out. No, she pissed. She's she's done. I said, "What the fuck did you just say?" He's like, "Yeah, your shit dog. You know, there's a reason why we have it there." I said, "Do you even do you even fucking live here?" I said, my building takes care of this. And also, it's filled with fucking trash, you fat asshole. Did you say these the exact words? Yeah. Oh, I said, I'm so excited. And he's like, yeah, whatever. I said, where are you walking to? If you've got something to say, say it to my fucking face. Why are you walking away? Oh, so he started walking away because now the big man, you oh, know. Well, I'm also walking towards him. So I am this homosexual walking with this tiny dog with a banana <laughs> slicker on. Tiny little bananas. Okay. okay, so you're losing a little bit of footing here because <laughs> your dog is dressed up. She's well, it's a it's a rain slicker that has little bananas on it. But like <laughs> with the mouth of a fucking sailor. I'm just and there's like, you know, people from Iowa and Ohio trying to get their cars or whatever, and it's uh-uh. like it's busy. And I am swearing, I'm just I'm pulling every kind of curse word. I, I also like Oh my God, you're turning into Ruth. I woke up from like a nap. So like, I'm not like firing on all like, uh-huh, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh, yeah. But I'm like, 
But I, yet you you have in the in the bowels of your brain every have, swear you have ever heard. Well, this this goes into gay rage when you're picked on and uh, bullied for you know okay. however long. And uh, so I was like, oh, I got nothing to fucking lose here. And I am walking towards this man. <laughs> I have a dog starts, with a banana slicker. And off to me. I said, if you got so much to say, why don't you come and say it to my fucking face, you fucking asshole? I said, where are you running to? And he like flicks me off. I'm like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And I literally went inside and I, it was like a split second. I'm like, I, I should probably give Jenny to somebody and I'm going to run after this person. Oh my God. I know this rage. I yeah. was, and then I like, I didn't, but I, 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 I like, I got upstairs. I told Marcus, I'm like, yeah, I think I'm gonna, I think I'll be right back. <laughs> Cause I was, I'm like, there's no way that this person is still like, I'd be like running down the block. Oh my God. Like, yes. But like rom-com style. I will never, I never forget a bad tipper. I never forget one, you know, uh, in my years of yeah, yeah, whatever. And I will never forget this person, what he's wearing and what he looks like. I, it will be burned in my brain. And I told Marcus, I said, he's lucky. I didn't just take a testosterone shot because I would have broken his eye socket. Oh Yes. And what's my excuse? Because I don't have testosterone, but I would do the exact same thing. I just like I. What I find really fascinating about it is, you know, there's the, you know, it's the wild, wild west out in my area. Yeah, you know. So he could have had anything on him. He could have also, had a gun. Knife. I could have had anything on. Me. Absolutely, you there are no off rules. To someone in Hell's Kitchen right now, you don't know what is in their pocket. This man could. I could have had a switchblade and I could have like slit his throat. That's why. Like these things should be harder to get because if you have New York City rage, and I've thought this before, I'm like, God damn, if I had a weapon on me, that person would be shivved. What and also like what crawled up his ass? It's shitting like who if you're if a dog is pissing on a tree which doesn't have anything around it, uh-huh. uh the only thing that's growing is said tree. Um, what the, f- and you don't even live But the on crack this block? pipes and the, the meth heads. You're okay with the needles yeah. on the ground, the but my dog. The guy that took an angry dump on the corner, off the corner. I mean, but this, this is a bridge too far, which makes me think he lives in your neighborhood. He must live in, live in my neighborhood, but this isn't, I'm like, wow, this is the cross that you're going to die on literally right now. Yeah, I'm going to kill you. I'm yeah. going to murder you. You're gonna, you you should have walked right back out and then vanilla skied it. Just run down the street. No one's around. You, you. have no idea. I've replayed this in my head so many fucking times. Like, oh, I know. I Because I know that. It's, it's in a moment where you're like, what, 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 what? Like, I went into a Rite Aid once and I went to go put my my card in and then I took it back out and it didn't read it so i went to go put it back in again and some cracked out weird ass guy behind me went oh come on move faster and i was like what is happening i mean this is back when we actually had people behind registers remember Mm -hmm. like people and i look at the chick who was like waiting on me like like say something do what what and she's not she just looking away Mm -hmm. and i'm like wait i i don't understand what's happening I don't understand why I'm getting yelled at by a guy when all I did was take a drop. I haven't done anything. Like, I haven't done anything. I'm just checking. I, and that moment, look, it's so real for me still. And this was like, what, five, six years ago? Mm-hmm. Because that's the kind of shit that's, that's going to flash through our head on our deathbed. 
Who wronged me in a stupid moment on New York City streets? But then I thought about like I had to like calm myself down before I had a heart attack before I went to bed. And I'm like, <laughs> what happened to this asshole that like d- uh, did he just get dumped on or whatever? No, that, it's like, that people the first... <laughs> feel like they can say what's on their mind. Uh-huh. There's and I don't without know if repercussion. Yeah, feel free to speak your mind. But feel that, but understand that there'll be repercussions. Yeah, you can say anything you want, but I can't promise you that my fist won't end your sentence for you. I cannot promise you that I won't fucking kick in your kneecap. That's what I'm saying. And I don't know if this is because people have just lost their minds in general or if it's because of the past couple of years where people feel like they can mouth off to each other or they can say anything they mm-hmm. want. Without repercussion. Yes. What I also find fascinating about this interaction was the guy never approached me. He had passed me, then said something, which like 10 feet away, and then kept saying stuff, but backing away as I was moving forward. So I'm advancing and he's retreating. (laughs) In the game of risk. The thing is, I was never like, oh God, I'm going to crawl into my house. I'm like, I will sink your battle. I'm like, you have no idea. What you have just entered, you have just opened Jumanji, and I'm about to decimate your skin by ripping it off your skeletal frame. Oh my god! So did you end up going back out and looking for him again when no, you Marcus gave it- was like, but I, I, I know that he walks down my block, and I literally now you're going to be waiting. Oh, in I a am, dark this corner. Is like, this is one of those like, have you seen this man? It's in my brain. Yes, I have. I know this sketch. You're just going to hide in the shadows every night. I know exactly what he was wearing. I know that shitty little hat that he was wearing. This is going to be like the movie The Burbs, and you're going to dress in fatigues. I'm just going to only let Jenny pee in front of the building now. Absolutely. But see, the worst part is that just puts something in your head now, and you're going to be vigilant if you see her pee on that tree. I'm and, you're, a and that's not fair. Lanty now. Yes. I want justice. Speaking of vigilante, I got into a subway car the other day. Uh, and not only one, two, three homeless, and one had spelled his name in his fecal matter <gasps> on the subway door. That could have been a Banksy. And I was like, wow. And then the door closed, so I could not get off the train. Wait a minute. Did you see him writing his name with poo? He was. Like, was he no. just like putting an exclamation point like, at the end? Just like finishing the heart. <laughs> what if you looked again and it said JDS? <laughs> As the door is closed. No. Wait a minute. Okay. So wait. So you saw the after. How do you yeah. know he's the one who wrote his name in poo? He's sitting in it. Oh, he's sitting in his own <laughs> shit. So he's like, like that's his, you know, artist palette. It's his palette. Yes. Okay. All yeah. right. Well. Like, oh, well done. They always say use them. It's no. upcycling. Use yeah. the materials. Use that already what you exist. know. Exactly. <laughs> Write what you know. <laughs> My shitty name. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. And then when I tried to move, there was another homeless person, like, sprawled out, like, camp style. And I'm oh, like, yeah. Oh, oh, God. It was tent, a tug of war. Yes, like the Hoovervilles that, that have cropped up on the A train. And everyone everyone that was trying to go to work, it seemed like it, they were, everyone was, like, building a, uh, like, a pyramid. Everyone was stacked on top of one another. 
because they couldn't. Like, there was, you guys there was like, all these form a mouth. Pockets. You're like, stay together, stay together, stay together. You guys have watched Cheer, right? Okay, I'm gonna need you to give me a herky up onto my shoulders. I'm gonna. Damn it, this. Morgan, get on top. Jesus, Jesus Christ, Gabby! I told you that guy's taking a dump over there, and he's written his name on the subway platforms. So get on everybody's shoulders, and then yes, do one of the things where you hold your leg above your head, Gabby, because you're so so. That's good. That's basically what we all. Had. <laughs> it literally was like, and then someone drops everyone... sherbs, and then all hell breaks oh loose. Oh my god! And then it was like the mass exodus when, like, we got to the next <laughs> stage. It was like, bro, you could hear everybody like just <laughs> exhale, exhale for the first time. I know what everyone was literally waiting to exhale. <laughs> shoot, shoot, now that's shoot, a good shoot, reboot shoot, right there, waiting shoot, to exhale, and it's just people shoot, on the train. That's right. Like, oh, thank oh, God. Oh, the city. I'm telling you. And you know you. what? This brings us right to today's topic. <gasps> Love letters? That's correct. Because I think that he was writing a love letter. To himself. Dear Pooh. <laughs> How are you? Thank you for being so good. And now a haiku. A poo haiku. <laughs> a haiku for you. Hi, Pooh. From my Pooh. How do you do? Wow. How do you do? And I think that that is our perfect transition to segue from, from feces right into welcoming you. Welcome to Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast. I'm your host, Che. Guevara. Oh, and mm. I'm Jane Seymour. Oh, so close. And we're coming to you from the Maha'a Bar in the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear it? Who loves you, baby? You're beautiful. Oh, simple, oh. clean, straightforward. But you know what's not straightforward? Us. Because this week, like all weeks, we're bringing you the advice articles of Ann Landis and Dear Abby. We're trotting them out. We're taking them for a lap around the arena so you can check their gate, form, and shiny coats. We're reading their articles because that's what we do this week and all weeks, damn it. So follow us on your social medias at Dear Official on your Insta, your Twitter, your face. Check out our website. Binge every last sexy episode, DearPodOfficial.com. We have a YouTube page where you can see clips of our disgusting faces on Saturday mornings. And, of course, we have an email address. Email us, DearPodOfficial at gmail.com. If you have, have, have. I got it. I got it. I'm talking so fast. I can't even. I'm just full of rage. You're the micro mini machine. Man? I know. If you have an advice question, then please email us, dearpodofficial at gmail.com or slide into our sexy DMs at dearpodofficial on Instagram. And we have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash dearpodofficial, where for a mere three or five dollars a month, you can get extra special tidbits. All right, let me take a breath. Okay. Inhale, hold it until the next stop. Exhale, patreon.com slash dearpodofficial. Become a subscriber and you will get extra, your your name written in poo on the A train. Or maybe I And you can guess whose it is. It's one out of three. (laughs) Whose poo it be? Whose poo and who? Whose poo and who? Um, Also... When you email us, email us anything you want, advice, questions, and the like. But we did get uh, a little special email sent to us that I'd like to read from a, from a, a, a devoted listener. We did get a harassing email from my mother requesting our origin story, you and me. Mm. Did you get that text I sent you? She's like, maybe people would like to know how you all became friends. And did to that I to say, yeah, I texted it to you. <laughs> I was like, she wants to know our origin story. 
Okay. I don't know. I it involves a lot of alcohol. I know. I feel like we've discussed this kind she of thing. She should fucking mind her own business. I know. Look, she has a gig on this podcast occasionally, and I think that that's enough. All right. We have an email that came to us from Douglas Wiggins. Hello, Doug Wiggins. I just, I just uh, abbreviated your name, but I'm assuming you're mm-hmm. a Doug. I don't know. Uh, this was regarding the episode of New Year, Same Us. Apparently, we were talking about beer, beer, something you and oh, I yes. are not good with, uh, you know, digestion-wise. Sure. Uh, so he says, just finished listening to the New Year episode, and I heard Patty ask why there needs to be head on a beer. As a chef in a craft beer restaurant, I thought I'd throw my two cents in. Sorry if this gets a bit long-winded. Douglas, yeah. you could never be. Have you heard our podcast? You're, you're good. Uh, the head on beer serves a couple of purposes. One is beer is usually over-carbonated to be put in kegs or bottles. So some of that is just degassing <laughs> so that it doesn't cause you to bloat. Also, because beer has proteins from the barley and the hops, it's made from the escaping CO2, and it forms a foam. And two, this is number two, the escaping gas brings with it aromas, oils, and other compounds from the malting and roasting of the barley and the strains of hop and yeast used. Most of our sense of taste has to do with our sense of smell, causing the beer to foam up, pushes some of the compounds into the foam, and as we sip, those aromas go into our sinuses. Love you guys to bits. Thanks for the laughs. Doug. Thanks, Doug. Doug, we also release potent aromas, uh, oils. We we go through a process of degassing, you and I, and uh, it is a five-sensory experience. The other thing, though, is like some people, when they pour beer, depending, I think sometimes it depends on the beer, right? Like yeah. Some... Like, if you do that weird black and tan, you have to have a spoon. You pour beer over a spoon. Right. I don't know. But there's, like, that thick head. And then sometimes when, like, you're just, like, getting a shit beer, like Bud Light or whatever, they don't give head on the beer. Well... I mean, <laughs> says you, you know I, I mean, mean hey. if we're gonna we're not that kind of podcast <laughs> but we yes are. we are uh yeah I, I you have to tip it you from your bartending days did you ever get a lot of beer orders yeah which i was surprised i'm like what do you just want to like your breath is terrible and now you're just farting i know but also you were at a gay bar which you know that's what i'm saying on diaper night do you really want to be filling up on beer with the blow to the beer well, we used to have like a kegger blast too Oh, my God. The other fun thing about that is like working like a kegger blast at a bar. It's like, this is, I'm like, I'm regressing. This is what I did in college college at my fraternity, not this faux fraternity night that we have where like some 21-year-old hairless twink is like manning the keg. And I'm like, you wouldn't man a keg at a fraternity. Man a keg. (laughs) Man a keg. You're a boy in a keg. Wait, were they playing that game with it where you have to throw the ball? I don't want to throw balls in my drinks. What are you talking about? You know, the uh, the, uh, pong. Beer pong. No, we don't do that. It's so gross. I don't want... Take your balls out of my drinks. I don't need a game to drink. I I don't need a a game to drink alcohol. I need a game to drink water. (laughs) I don't need someone's filthy hand to then... Bounce a filthy ball on a filthy table, table to land into my drink that I'm now going to drink, Which along with whatever's beer. been on your hand and on the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feces, feces. No, thank you. I'm gonna write my name in poo <laughs> for you. 
So we're keeping with our theme of love this month. And nice. uh, speaking of writing your name love. in poo, I am I'm etching it on my heart right now because this week's theme is love, love letters. letters. Letters of love to you. Do you ever write love letters? Uh, no. Did you ever get a love Because letter? I didn't grow up in 1943. <laughs> I don't have a quill and some parchment. Dearest Jules, uh, no, we did. I did get like cards, I guess. Different. That's the closest thing. The only in time print. I've ever heard someone write like a love letter is on like Dateline. Um, when the wife has gone missing or something like that. <laughs> you know? I'm like, who writes these who letters Who's writing love letters at somebody who wants to leave a paper trail? That's different. That's, I mean. Uh, well, here's what. Way back in the day, Moth would get love letters from my father. And I was, I was rooting around up New Hampshire one time, and she has this big hope chest, which I look at it and instantly I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm going to, it makes me, feel like I'm a kid that's going to get trapped in this hope chest, like Cherry style from Punky Brewster. Mm-hmm. There's just something about this hope chest. I was like, this is really heavy and dangerous. Oh, I thought but you were going to. No, no. I did. And then I put myself in it and I'm like, somebody will find me eventually. And I opened it and I found all of these know. letters, oh. like loads of letters. And I opened up one of them. Oh, oh that's, it started off and it was love letters from my father. Talking about a gag ball and a delay. I would assume, but I didn't read that far. I think I read about two lines, and then I blacked out. I was like, oh, and then I woke up in the hope chest. I just was like, I I don't think I should be reading I just remember touching your breast the last time. That's exactly Aaron, are you okay? I heard a thumb. Uh, I'm all right. I'm okay. I just, can you I think I'm going to pass out. Goodbye. Goodbye. I'm fainting. I'm fainting. I'm fainting. Goodbye. Vodka. I read about two lines and realized that these were letters from my father and my mother. And I was like, no, 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 I'm up. I didn't want were to read graphic? I don't, I, no, I, I can't like, imagine. Were they these Bridgerton are, graphic? You see my parents. Yeah, I think maybe like more in a dearest, dearest Ellen. Dearest I dream Ellen, of you when I, I go to sleep. I remember touching your moist breasts. Nope, right in the if I saw in the Valley Forge of it all. I'd faint if I just saw the word moist. I'd be like, nope, I'm out here. I'm done. We're done with this. We're Your over. Succulent bosoms as our tongues exchange Ew, fluids. Stop it! Fluids. Ta ta for now. And I do mean ta ta's. <laughs> uh, they're up there. They're up there in that hope chest still. So I, there's going to be a day when I get drunk and read them. Of I have to get drunk. We should get drunk. And we read should my just read them. Love letters. This should be. <laughs> We should kill your parents so that we could turn it into a traveling show where we just read their letters. Yeah, but then will I get my inheritance of all my mother's gold chains? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, her, what is she, subscribed to the LL Cool J? Oh, no, but I'm pretty sure she got like- Gold chain of a month uh, You know what was the the online when you'd watch the the QVC? Yeah. Yeah, she used to order things from QVC. Oh. I'm sure I'm going to be inheriting some QVC, Cubic Zirconias, Kappa Demonte, you know- Weird yeah. figurines. Oh, I, who know? doesn't like a figurine? Who doesn't? And welcome back to Dear Pod, <laughs> even though I've welcomed you so many times. All right, so this week we have articles that are themed with love letters, talking about love letters. Now people just get love texts, deek peeks. Yeah. The like. I get deek peeks from uh, Jules, but it's Dick, Pen- Dick Van Patten. Dick Van Dyke. All the good dicks he sends me. Look at those dick pics. Quit sending me dick pics. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, I love that big dick Van Patten. Somebody that you sent was me. my friend was in a Starbucks and somebody airdropped her a dick pic. Like, airdropping is a it's a new kind of love letter, you know? That's really sweet. I like that. You just because it's it's just something that's floating in the air and whoever happens to have their Wi Fi oh. turned on, who's the lucky winner? Who is it? Who's gonna get the deep peak? It's like the price is right. Come on down. <laughs> Dick pick <laughs> to Claire in the corner. What if the wheel was just like all these dildos? Is the wheel saying dick? Oh. <laughs> all right. Love letters. Hit Here me. Here we go. This is from the Minneapolis Star, Minneapolis, Minnesota, April 15th, 1965. Dear Abby, Dad passed away nine years ago and Mother recently. While going through their things, I came across Dad's and Mother's old love letters, written to each other before they were married, 63 years ago. I read them and enjoyed them very much. I let my daughter and granddaughters read them, and they also enjoyed them. My brother, who lives in another state, recently came here for his vacation. I tried to show him the letters, but he refused to look at them. He said that they were private and should have been left private. It hurt me deeply. They were nice, clean letters. (laughs) And nothing to be ashamed of. I didn't think I was wrong to read them, but I would like your opinion. Signed, Hurt Deeply. Oh, precious. Dear Hurt, your brother was right. Unless your mother willed those letters to you, suggesting that she wanted you to read them, you were wrong to have invaded her privacy. Bullshit! You you best be believing I'm reading everything that my parents <laughs> left behind. I want all the dirty dish. Uh, I have a friend who found, just after one. her just one, after her mother passed away, she found journals like in a wall and it was her mother's handwriting. got the handwriting of a serial killer (laughs) found like three or four journals in a wall that were her mother's journals that confessed and talked about and like a wild affair with some guy for years. Like her mother had a side piece for years and wrote about it in these journals that she found in the wall after she had died. And I would be like, talk about Fifty Shades of Grey. I'd be like, I am a, I'm a notoriously slow reader. I would tear through those things in two seconds. I'd be like, Harry Potter books. That's nuts. I mean, it was nuts. She she found out like this whole side life that her mother had through these journals after she died. Did her dad die before her? I don't remember. I like that I'm looking at Jules like he has the details. I don't remember that part of it. I think I blacked out when I was like, oh my God, you have to, of course, my first thought is like monetizing something. So I'm like, oh, you got to print those. You got to get yourself a publisher. (laughs) Be like letters from mom. Letters from the wall. Post-death letters. Yes, letters from the wall. It was like she would keep journals of of all of the trysts and they they were there documented. Don't leave a paper trail, people, for the love of Christ. If you yeah, want no. people to think something about you after you're gone from this world, we'll burn things in the backyard. If you know this is your final few weeks on Earth. Yeah. I would really be like, there's something in the wall. You know, it's like giving somebody your Mom, your before, sign-in. Before you, before you go, do you have anything to say? Come close. Closer. There's something in the wall. <laughs> Don't read it. Just throw it in the fire. What is it? Just promise me you'll never read it. I don't care if I am limping close to death. I don't care if I have lost my legs. My I would roll my torso to that wall and get those books out and burn them before anybody else saw them. A thousand percent. Them. Yeah. 
the whole point of journals is just for you to dump into your your thoughts onto a page and then God willing nobody finds it. But when I when I was like a teenager, I was I felt like I had to keep a diary, but I was always scared that somebody would find it. So I wrote the diary in case somebody found it. Like it was it was not my innermost thoughts. It was like, dear diary, had fun at school today. Like it was written as <laughs> It was a trick diary. Yes, it was a fake diary. Yeah, it was a nice exercise in in me pretending to be somebody else. Oh, that's great. And I have lived that way every day of my life. You never know what people are going to find after you die. Do you have, have you ever written anything in print that if somebody found it, you'd be like, fuck. No, anytime I started a journal, I burned it. Yeah, I feel like I should burn. Like I do, I went through a process in the past couple of years where I was like, okay, I'm going to get up and I'm going to do that like, like thought dump thing Mm -hmm. where you just like, you set a timer, you set X amount of pages and you just go and you vomit. Mm -hmm. But the the things don't have any, there's no form or fun. Like I never, there's no periods, no commas. Yes. I, I, I did my morning pages. Yes. And after a while, I just think I was like, maybe I should burn these because if somebody finds them and like I commit a crime, I'm going away for a long time, you know? Because it's like the raunchiest, dirtiest, weirdest, like whatever's flying through the air just gets dropped down on paper. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or I wouldn't want somebody to be like, God, he's a terrible writer. <laughs> I'm more just, like, where's the punctuation? Where's the grammar? Oh, my. This is oh so God, He's not even crossing T's half this? the time. Talk Nonsense. about serial killer. Jesus. I, I do also think that about my joke book because sometimes I'll just write down like a sliver of a thought or of an idea or just a couple of words. And I was like, God, if somebody finds this, I'm going away. Then maybe you should have like an intro page in case someone finds this. This is a joke book. Explain exactly what it is. Yes. This is just jokes. I'm not into priests, you guys. No. It's, just, it's just a setup for something that exists somewhere else. <laughs> And just like my set lists are written on these pages too, which must be the weirdest thing. If somebody just found a page that was just like, bra, pillows, inspiration, teenagers, millennials. Like, I <laughs> thought it was a shopping list and then it turned into things yeah. that she wants. I don't know. It went or, from carrots and peppers to uh, rape and violence. So I don't very know. Very quickly. I, I I don't get what this means. Maybe it was a to-do list. <laughs> <laughs> uh, get pet carrots, peppers. Uh, kill a priest. Yes, kill a priest. Hide bodies. Good. Good. I, I see you at the, uh, the album recording, you guys. All right. Are you ready for another article? Yes. Love letters. This one comes from the San Francisco Examiner, San Francisco, California. Shocker. Mm. June 27, 1973. Love letters at office. Dear Ann Landers, I was recently employed by a large company as a mail girl. During the last few weeks, I have learned more about some people around here than I care to know. Why do these numbskulls have their personal mail sent to the office? Don't they realize someone might see the contents? Just yesterday, a letter got into the wrong stack and was opened by the mail department. It was a love letter, and very explicit at that, addressed to a married salesman who has several children. Personally, I don't care if the dude has ten affairs, but such letters should never be written to a man's place of business. Signed, Red Face. Dear Face, you told him, honey, and I hope they listen. Sometimes a person doesn't need to open a letter to know what's in it. Just the stationery and the fact that it comes to the office raises questions. Thanks for the flag. And 
Thanks for the flag. I'm going to tell my jewels to stop writing smut to every CEO at Goldman Sachs. Or maybe she's saying, thanks for the flag. I got it, but I'm not into bears. <laughs> Happy Pride, anyway. Also, how did somebody just happen to open a letter that happened to come to the mailroom that happened to have that guy's name on it? Right. I'm steaming open letters here. I want to see. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I got sorry. stuck in my hand. Yeah, and neatly torn <laughs> down the center. <laughs> And then I read it. Oh, and I happened to read it, and then just happened to open it. It happened to be on my and desk. And I happened to take the $5 out of and it. And I happened to keep it, and I happened to take it home. <laughs> now it happens to be sitting on my nightstand to my right. Good next, old love letters. Next to my Vaseline. I want to know what she said. I always want to know what she said. If you're going to tell us about this letter, then give us some dish. Right. And it was explicit at that. It talked about anal. It talked about gagging. It talked about sounding, which I don't know what that is, but uh, I sent it up to the sixth floor anyway. He's very veiny. Ew! Anyway, here we go. Anyway. This is from the Fort Worth Telegram, Fort Worth, Texas, March 28th, 1996. Ooh. The 90s. Okay, grunge and southern. Dear Abby... Irritated in Ojai, California, was bothered by the fact that her husband has kept love letters from a previous girlfriend for more than 12 years and through three moves. I've kept a previous boyfriend's love letters for 23 years and through seven moves. My husband has never asked me to dispose of them, and I wouldn't toss them even if he asked me to. These letters, along with other assorted keepsakes, help me define who I am now, based in part on who I've been in the past." The letters are nothing more than a record of a girl who was able to love and to be loved, an important concept to someone who felt unloved by her family. Oh. In my mind, they affirm my ability to have a loving relationship with my husband. Please encourage Irritated not to stop at simply telling her husband how she feels about the letters and then waiting for him to toss them out. Tell her to take the time to explore, to explore with him the reason he has kept those letters. It may be an eye-opening, soul-searching experience for them both. Signed, Darlene, Redondo Beach, California. Okay, Darlene. Dear Darlene, while it may be a soul-searching experience for some, it could be something else for others. People keep love letters for a variety of reasons, but it's pretty good bet that there is an underlying sentimental reason. This is the private business of the keeper. Why must it be explained? Uh, whoa! <laughs> Take a breath. Take a breath. What would you do though if if you found like Marcus's love letters from five guys ago? Five guys burgers and fries ago. <laughs> Why are there five guys underneath the bed? I was wondering what that smell was. If there are five guys in here, they better be bringing burgers. Hey, there's a lot of protein in here. Well, I guess I mean. It would be kind of stupid to I'd think I'd be like, that. why are you keeping these? Well, I mean, obviously, it, you have your experiences before me, so... So you're not threatened by that? No. I mean, I'd be like, I'd be really stupid and naive to, to think, like... That there was nobody happened. before right. you? But, they, I mean, it's I, like, would you read them all? It would, <laughs> Let's well, be real. Of, of course I would. There's no privacy. If no, I'm stumbling upon It's somebody, my apartment. God, I'm this kidding. really makes me want to go back and read my parents' letters now. Maybe next time. We'll you find should. out. I'm gonna, I have to find out what the content is before I go rooting around in there. Okay. But I don't know. I, I mean, I remember stumbling upon, I would keep all of my cards from my ex, Kevin. 
Oh, yeah, I dated a Kevin. Kevin Sorbo. For seven years. Uh, no. Uh, Jack, no. I I would keep all the cards because he would write things in cute cards and stuff like that. And mm. uh, I think I found them. This was like years ago. And, you know, but you then this was like back in the day of mixtapes, too. So he would he would give me like letters explaining what's on the mixtape. <laughs> That's love in the nineties. Okay. This song by Pearl Jam and this song by Soundgarden. It's the first time I felt you up. That was on the radio. Yeah, that was a good time. Over the over the shirt. Remember when I premature ejaculated? That's why the train song is there. Oh, I get it. Cool. Yeah. Cool. One headlight. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, awesome. I remember it. Good. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. I don't know. I feel weird if I. If I kept something like that, that's weird. It's weird. I've kept all of Marx's and every card and letter. Well, because you're still with him. Well, right. But, but if you were no longer with him, and not in a like one of you died kind of way. Right. Would you burn the letters or would you bring them with you from move to move whatever place you moved into next? Uh, no, I'd probably keep them. Oh, you would? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I also keep every card that my card and letter that my parents have sent me. God, I think I I just I'm Marie Kondoing my life all the time now. I I just sentimentality after you move so many times, mm-hmm. sentimentality goes out the window. I'm like, what are these baby shoes? Fuck them. I don't need them. There's no room in the new house. Yeah, anything anything of note. What are these? My old teeth? Who gives a shit? Throw them out. Burn it. I, What's I'm this leaving baby very doing simple. in here? Get it out of here. Get it out. It's it's dead weight. Go leave. If I moved again, I 100% would leave Jules behind. Wow. He no longer sparks joy. Wow. Oh. That's a direct That hit. is a lie. I love you, Julesy. It's too late. It's out in the ether. That's okay. She He's playing it. Wordle or some crap. Hit it. Oh, I got one more article for you. And this one comes from the Daily World in Opelousas, Louisiana. April 1st, 1973. Opelousas. April Fool's Day. What? It's coming up. Love letters are costly. Dear Ann Landers, I wrote my boyfriend two rather personal letters last week. We are both 16. I said some things that could be taken lots of different ways, but someone who didn't know us... Fuck me hard. (laughs) Fuck me really hard. What I meant was... What I meant was we should go to the movies next week. (laughs) Uh, Could be taken a lot of different ways by someone who didn't know us. Okay, there we go. Unfortunately, Rick's mother got a hold of the letters, and she didn't give them to him until yesterday. When she handed them over, she said, I want you to invite the girl and her mother here (laughs) so the four of us can have a little talk. Naturally, Rick darn near fainted, and so did I when he told me about it. I'd rather go to Alcatraz than sit down with our mothers and discuss those letters. I told Rick how I felt, and his answer shocked me. He said, me too, goodbye, and good luck with the next guy, you dumb dodo. (laughs) Jesus. Please tell me what to do, Anne. How did I know his mother was such a sneaky creep? I really dig this guy and want him back. Yeah, man. I dig him the most. He's a cool, hep cat. Signed, Kicking Myself. Dear Kicking, you've bollocksed it, kiddo. My advice is to leave Rick alone for now. Maybe Father Time will be the great healer. Meanwhile, hide the writing paper and stamps from yourself, and if you must write letters that can be taken lots of different ways, feed them to the nearest goat or mail them to me. And she actually wrote that, mail them to me, because I want to read some of the disgusting smut you wrote to this Rick boy. Rick 9 plus. 
Dear, dear Rick, those nine pluses gave me a ten plus. Was it a haiku? What, what rhymes with Rick? <laughs> Rick? I love that prick, Rick. Rick. Dick. I'm so sick with that dick, Rick. I'm sorry, but his name is Rick, and I had to go with whatever rhymed I'm, with it. I'm one loose chick, That could Rick. be taken lots of different ways. I'm thinking of your dick, Rick, while you put your prick in this chick, Rick. I don't know what his mother was thinking. Now I'm sick. Rick. Rick. Sick for your dick, Rick. Oh, I think I got a tick from you, Rick. What if it was Rick Astley? From your prick. <laughs> Never going to give you up? Never, Never going to let, let you. you down? Never going to turn around and desert you. Wow, this could be taken lots of different ways, Rick Astley. Can you imagine having to sit down? Okay, so let's just go through line by line of this love letter. Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, can you imagine, and the mother coming over? But just like very explicit. Um, okay, so it says, Dear Charlene, I want to give it to you so hard, I want you to cowboy me, and then I want to get you from behind, and okay. and then you slapped me. Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, but you're taking this out of context. Okay. You're misinterpreting okay. it. What I meant was, uh-huh. we should hang out sometime. Okay. Okay. I'm just clarifying for okay. you. Okay. Okay. Um, when you came inside me, it felt like the Fourth of July. I enjoy your car. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let's go to the movies next week. Huh. Okay. See, you're what you're just you're reading movie? it all wrong. I get, is this code? No, no. Okay. I mean, he, but it's like he and I have a short. This is pretty graphic for a fourteen-year-old. Yeah, but year old. we understand it. I'm sixteen. <laughs> okay, totally different. Going on seventeen. Writing style, totally different. Okay. I am sixteen, going on fifty-three. Won't you sit on my face? Mm-hmm. You know what kills me? I just got my battery replaced. Like I spent 200 bucks to get my battery replaced in my computer because Apple has batteries that only last up to a certain point. So I got a fresh new battery put in and it's draining fast again. Like I'm already down to 37%. This is some bullshit. You know what? This is why they force you into having to buy a new computer every few years or 10 in my case. What I'm saying is I don't want to buy a new computer right now. I hear you. Should we do Instagram mail? Sure. It's, it's time, time for Instagram mail. Instagram mail. Send me a love letter. Instagram mail. I want to hear about where you will be. Let's have sex tonight on Zoom. This is our what do you mean? Email us your advice questions, dearpodofficial at gmail.com or slide into our sexy DMs at dearpodofficial on Instagram. We accept listener advice questions every week and we will answer them live on the air. We have one this week. Patois, would you like to share it with the good people? Yes. (laughs) Here's the question of the day. Dear Pod, I'm worried about my husband. I think he's developed OCD from the last few years. He still washes off groceries and he won't go anywhere or do anything without checking the CDC website first. He's all, CDC said this and CDC said that. It's like the CDC is the third person in our marriage. It's getting in the way of him resuming his normal life and mine. He refuses to see a therapist. What can I do? Signed, CDC then. Dear CD, If the CDC is giving your hubby too much TLC, he's going to need to call you his PYT, 
before he's DOA. I'm sure you're hoping he'll return to surfing the net for nasty nurses and quit with the CDC. Maybe you should start requiring that he washes himself down with Clorox wipes every time he walks in the door. Head to toe, front to back, side to side, and don't forget the naughty bits. After a a week, he'll be so dry, he'll be begging for a jar of lotion, which could lead to the return of nasty nurses and less time with the CDC. At least you know he'd be cured of any STD with all that Clorox. Take care, honeysuckle rose. Honeysuckle rose. That was a lot of acronyms. I'm very impressed. Thank you. It's funny because I have a few myself to share. This one comes from Anne. Dear Seething, we're all in an unhealthy relationship with the CDC. It's like we're dating the same guy who keeps sending mixed signals. Okay, so wear your mask, but then only wear your mask on the bottom third of your face. But if you have to wear it on the bottom third of your face, it should be a purple mask. But then if we can take the purple mask and really appreciate it if people wear blue masks and then only wear blue masks on Tuesdays and Thursdays, purple masks for the rest of the week, but then put your mask sort of above your head, near above your head, and then um, only masks when you're kind of close to people and then mask for mask. But then if if you're near a person, but if you're outside, you stand closer to the person, then you don't have to wear a mask. But if you're closer to them again, then you should wear a mask, but then you should wear their mask you put your left hand in you put your left hand out you take your left hand in you shake it all about you do the hokey pokey you shake it to the left shake it to the right you pop up poker face mama say mama sama makasa not wearing you a mask uh, outside anymore it's no wonder his mind is scrambled we're like ron jeremy on his deathbed we don't know whether we're coming or going oh god tell your poor husband that ann says checking the cdc website is a fool's errand Following their guidance is like following Che Diaz to the West Coast. The best thing he can do is step away from his screen and seek professional medical help. If he's still scrubbing his Captain Crunch, this thing is beyond your scope and a therapist is needed. If he's weird about it, offer to go with him. This is affecting you too. Tell him how much you love him, support him, want the best for him and all that chow chow. Tell him if he doesn't go, your relationship is on the line. The threat of you leaving may be the fire he needs under his ass to get his head back on right. Get recommendations from your friends and get on your total phone and Google therapists in your area that specialize in OCD, ASAP, and now I'll BRB, IFPMS, TTYL, ANN, AN. Uh, I had the OCD when I was a child. Have we ever talked about that? We have. That I was the hand washer? Yes. Did I ever tell you that my teacher found me underneath a sink? What? <laughs> Doing what? Fix, doing repairs? God, just some light crying and hand scrubbing. Oh. Yeah. Because I got pencil on my hand and Carrie DeFranco, the chick who ate the SpaghettiOs too fast, uh-huh. she told me that I was going to die from lead poisoning. And a uh, very impressionable child that I was took her at face value. And I was like, well, whatever Carrie DeFranco says is real. So I went into the... Uh, the bathroom in third grade and I started scrubbing my hand. I couldn't get the pencil off. And then my teacher found me like underneath the sink, like, like share. And uh, it's like a silkwood shot. I was just in the corner. Like, <laughs> that'd be Meryl Streep. She was the one. That was oh, the crowd. Okay. Well, one of the, one of our powerhouse uh-huh. divas, Yes, which is like me, but with third grade OCD. No, I get it. I get it. Yeah. It was major. It was, it was fun. I love that hand scrubbing, and it definitely has not reverberated through my life at all. No, I'm completely balanced. I don't have any obsessive compulsion anymore. None. Freewheeling, easygoing. You're easy breezy. That's what people are going to say about me on my deathbed. Yeah. She was so mellow. Yeah. 
so chill, so laid back. Yeah. That's why I always like, I marvel at stand-ups who are just chill on stage. The ones that are just like, oh, whatever. The ones that could like smoke pot and do shows. Mm. I can't do the weed. I cannot do the weed. That's okay. But I feel like the weed is doing all of us. Don't you feel like the weed culture sort of taken over New York? You mean because I smell it everywhere? Everywhere, all the time. There's, it's like a contact high everywhere you go, and you're like, I'm in a bank. Why do I smell weed? But you know what? If these people are happy and they're not yelling at me about and calling my dog a shit dog, that's fine. Ah, maybe that guy was on the weed. I doubt he you was. Don't know. If he was, he's really he high strung. Different strain. You don't know. I mean, look at this guy. I wish he was. You. I wish he was walking the other way because I would have thrown him down the subway stairs. Everybody has that moment in New York of the person that crosses you at the wrong time at the wrong place. You know, it's like when I was walking that day and that truck tried to like cut me off and it almost hit me and then I just kicked the side of it so hard. Everybody has that snap moment. Right. You know, I remember Steph saying that she was crossing the street and she had her kid in a stroller at the time and somebody just hooked the left corner and like almost hit them and she lost her mind and she started pounding on this guy's car and took out her keys and scraped the side. <laughs> I was like, do not cross a person when they're ready to pop. I swear to God. There was, did you ever watch that Billy Eichner thing where he was like antagonizing this woman and she just wasn't into it at all? No. And she's like, you picked the wrong bitch to put you in the right place. <laughs> no, I like, didn't see that. Have a good day, ma'am. <gasps> That's amazing because we all have those moments. When you were in New York, you were getting thrown so much shit, literal and mm-hmm. otherwise, all the time that it's like your senses are getting overloaded. Mm-hmm. So then all it takes is that one final thing that, that makes you pop. You know, I walked by a guy, and this was a dangerous thing. It was at night, and I was walking back to my apartment. I walked by a guy who were like, the creepiest cat calls are the ones that aren't loud. It's the ones that are under the breath. And this guy said something to me. And then I wouldn't let it go. What I went say? back. I, I don't know what it was. It was like, it was a cat call. It was like a hey, baby or whatever. Yeah. Like, oh. yeah. Different. Oh, okay. But I was like, I, I just, it was enough to make me pop. And then I went back to him and I was like, what did you say? Huh? Huh? What did you say? How do you think the story's going to end, huh? You think I was going to get all on on you? And like just chased him. And if you equal that crazy, like you can't beat crazy. Mm -mm. So crazy meets crazy and makes the other crazy sort of fly away. Correct. But, you know, that's the thing in this day and age. You never know if somebody has a knife or a taser or peppers. I do want to carry pepper spray. But knowing me, it would go off in my bag. Uh, you know what? Knowing me, I'd aim it at my face in the wrong... I'm like, mother... I know. So then Jules was like, well, get a rape whistle. You know, one of those like foghorns. But then I told you about when I was in the gyno and that woman's foghorn went off in her bag. Oh, God. <laughs> Which, you know, let it be in a doctor's office where you have a heart attack. But not really a gyno's office. I also think that maybe just laughing hysterically at somebody, like almost like crazily, not only will that anger them more... But then it's just like it releases like like you're laughing hysterically at them at how stupid they are. Yeah. Like you don't even have to say you're a dumb asshole. Oh, my God. Get away from me. But you're just laughing. You're just basically embarrassing them. So you're disseminating it. This is this is you're endorsing people doing that, like laughing. Maniacally. I think I might do that because it's okay. like instead of like sounding like an incoherent, you know, 
completely not intelligent human being throwing expletives. I'm just laughing at someone at their idiocy. I don't think that you can stop whatever your reaction is going to be. It's almost the same thing when they say like when they told you in, in high school, girls were put through like a a whole weekend where we had to beat the crap out of that guy who was wearing all the padding and stuff like that. Like street smarts, you know? And they say, if you're ever abducted to pee your pants, just pee, just let go, let go and let God, let go and let pee, let go and let pee, which I do anyway. I don't, I don't need an invitation to lose control of my bowels. And I think I like it. I think I like it. Should we contact your mother? Let's contact her. I want to hear about these love letters. I need to know the content of the love letters before I go rooting around in her hope chest. I hope they're graphic. I hope so, too. And now it's time for the mob report. It's time to call me and see what the weather is like where I'm standing. See what I'm wearing. Daddy, make the dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee noise. Make it, baby. That's right, it's time to call my mother. It's time to call my mother and find out what the hell is in those love letters before I go rooting around in them. Softcore porn. Oh, God willing. Hardcore. Why is this not going through the... It's working. Oh. Oh, thank God. All right. Let's ask her about these love letters. Hello. Oh, hello, hello. How are you? You're on the air. Oh, oh, okay. okay. I know. I'm fine. How are you today? I'm lovely. This week's theme is love letters, and uh, I told Patty that you've got you've got some dirty little letters in a hope <laughs> chest in New Hampshire. Would you care? Is this correct? Yes. First well, of all, is it correct? That's, yes, except that they're not dirty little letters. They're just like you know. They're sweet. filthy. <laughs> They're sweet. You know, I, have a, I have, I have a hope chest because I'm old, and in those days when you had a serious boyfriend, your mother would buy you a hope chest and fill it with dry goods and linens and stuff like that. So we still have that thing. And it's, wait, what do you mean by dry goods? What dry goods? Well, like you know, uh, dish towels or maybe some silverware or whatever, and it's just a storage chest. It's it's a cedar chest, so it's got a smell to it. But uh, yeah, I have I have <laughs> like uh, the menus from a cruise that I took in 1970. <laughs> because their their shrimp scampi was so it good. Just that great. <laughs> These menus. <laughs> I want to remember this was real vanilla ice cream. <laughs> Put it in the hope chest. That cruise. That cruise was when I discovered salt-free ice cream, or unsalted, unsalted butter. I mean, um, and they—they. They, <laughs> that, that's how I remember that cruise. That was. They had the best buns with unsalted butter that I ever had and I couldn't get enough of it. It was delicious. So what we're thinking is in <laughs> your hope chest is really just about know. the buns. About <laughs> recipes. Your hope, it's not even recipes. Horrible it's disappointment. Just memories of it. dinners that she really enjoyed. <laughs> not letters of love from my father. Yes, I have both. Oh, I really love uh, that. that. It's going to cream cheese. It'll make for some interesting reading, I have to say. This is when your father wrote <laughs> to me from the front of the Vietnam War, but more importantly, here's the, the menu door. from Fantasia where I had the best chicken parm I've had in my life. Yes. Remember yes. this, my daughter. Remember this this day when I, yes, and I have rediscovered the shrimp scampi from Fantasia, so I am happy. Wait. I'm a happy 
camper. But to the love letters, what? The love what, letters. When was he writing you these letters, and did you keep all of them? Uh, they were probably written. Uh, well, I think he went into the service after he graduated in 1970 from college. So it was 1970, 71. You know, like 1970, 1969, 70. I guess I don't know. Uh, but they're they're from his. Uh, he was in. Uh, uh, boot camp or whatever you want to call it uh, in Missouri. So he was there for six months, and there's some. He, you know, he used to get the stationery from the the PX, and it has a picture of a soldier up on the corner, and the soldier's always doing something like running or jumping or something like that. So he always wrote some kind of a cute little quip underneath the soldier. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then. And, and yes, we got uh, he and oh. he missed me, so he wrote some nice letters. So he I wrote think, to you about what the other soldiers were doing. So he's really <laughs> yeah, 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 kind of like that. Bike yeah, well, there were a few funny stories. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> Wait, was it was he writing to you about what was going on, or but like how much he missed you? A little of both. Uh, I can't remember the actual wording, but uh, you know, when you come home next summer, we'll crack those suckers open and have a good laugh. There isn't enough (laughs) booze in the house. You're going to really have to, like, we're going to have to have martini night and we're going to read the letters. I'll start stalking up. Yeah. I don't remember some, you know, a lot of what he said, of course. I ought to uh, take a look at it myself. I don't believe that there was anything in there that... I wouldn't want my daughter to read. Um, smut. But, but she that, wants me to read their smut. She's a whore. <laughs> you're a tramp. <laughs> That's what you're looking for. You're looking for. Oh well, yeah. We don't want. Like... We don't want the Titanic recipe. I... <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know about your your ice cream from the QE two. I want dish. I want over the shirt action. <laughs> We want to know uh, what I happened inside the Model T, Rose. I could give two craps about your unsalted <laughs> butter. <laughs> we wanted the Model T. <laughs> well, there's more, you... there's more food-related stuff in that. Whole thing. <laughs> this is such story. a disappointment. This is like <laughs> Al Capone's ball. Exactly. We're going to open it and be like, there's no this smut is... in here. There's no trash. Someone cleaned the house. <laughs> Not even tax returns. Tangina already got here. God, I know. I'm afraid that now because we've said that she's going to go into that hope chest and read these things before I have a it chance to touch like them. Smells like Clorox in here. Seems like someone's doing some cleaning. I'm to, it's I'll cedar. I like to see certain ones. I have to censor it. No, no, no. I no. Actually, for, for a while, I used it for storage for clothes. And there were children's clothes in there from you and Alan. That's and disgusting. And it was like one time we opened it up, you and I, and you found... A couple of T-shirts in there that you wore when you were like eight years old, and I, I and wear they them fit now. You now. I, it's a Martha's Vineyard shirt, and it's amazing. Yeah. It's yes. one of those like baseball tees that has so the, the... the body dysmorphia. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I was like, let Who me see knew? if I yeah. <laughs> can. I still fit in. I'm just trying to get back to my birth weight, you guys. That so <laughs> listen to me. You cannot touch the contents of this hope chest. You have to promise I, me. Stop I actually, touching that chest. I actually have it all sealed off because. They, it, there's a lock on it, and they actually have been recalled because it, it's you can't. It's a safety issue because kids were getting and, killed and, in the chests. Yeah, people, the kids were climbing into it and not able to get out. Cherry, uh, I was right. Cherry, that was a refrigerator. But same diff. Yeah, totally. Kid, I, we were talking about this that I said I think there's something about kids getting trapped in a hope chest. Yeah. So they they I don't know what they did to recall them, but they I I want to take the lock off of it or okay. just break it up and use it for firewood. No! 
Are you kidding me? I told you, sentimentality gone out the window. I know, done. I know. Don't you, you touch those it. letters before I can go with through all it. The contents. I want. Contents. I want. I want <laughs> <laughs> if they're in those, that's like condoms from 1960. Why are they made out of wood? Oh my God! It's okay. <laughs> well, don't not touch your hope chest. I will don't go I. through the contents of your hope chest while I'm drunk so, in New Hampshire. So, are you talking about love letters today? That yes. is the theme. Yes. Ah, do you have any? No, I came of well, age in the love text. No love here. Letter, letter writing has evolved to texting. It's, yes. it's like that art is 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 gone. Unfortunately, who needs a love uh, letter when you've got an eggplant emoji? Right. You know? Ooh. And a peach. An eggplant emoji. <laughs> oh, That's God. interesting. God, don't even is it? it? Is, it? <laughs> is it cheese with like... that? Ooh. Ew! <laughs> I hope not. Oh, I you and your not. unsalted butter. It's it's plenty of unsalted <laughs> butter for every... I hope not either, because otherwise you got to get a cream for you that. You should see a doctor. You yes, see a doctor. Was a, that was the TSS Queen Anna Maria and the... The menus and the activities are all in there for you to look at. It's a lot of fun. Well, and it costs I, a, well Maria a, needs to see a doctor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, thank you for that. I, I look forward to reading all the contents of your hope chest this coming summer. I can't think of something to look more forward to. Me I, too. June cannot come fast enough. She'll be busting out all I, over. She will be busting out the hope chest, baby. Yeah. Well, thank all you. Right. Is there anything well, that you want to add in, in as far as uh, weather goes since you're our resident meteorologist well no i'm just sick of winter i've had it so the sun is getting a little stronger but it's still i need spring we had really cold january so i've washed my hands of it now i'm just looking forward to something blooming well are you i think by the time this drops what it will be like around valentine's day are you planning anything special for valentine's day not a thing uh I, I like air. Valentine's Day because it's like, it? kind of like the first flower holiday of the year. So you're, you're thinking about spring. But uh, no, I don't ever get any Valentine gifts from him. I got all those love letters and I expected more from him, you know. <laughs> but I get nothing. False get promises. Nothing. You And just like most of America, you've been drained of all your hope. And just like and that. Just and like just that. like that, Che and Diaz like is that, waiting for you in Hollywood. Romance gone. Gone, baby. <laughs> Well, I'm sure that there's a non-binary uh, comedian comedian slash uh, pilot star that, that is ready for you <laughs> and the West Coast, just like Miranda. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I thank you very much for this Illuminating Moth Report. Don't touch your hope chest. I will be there as soon as possible. Okay. It was great talking to you guys. Is Jim there? No, oh, he ran no. out crying. Oh, the poor guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right. Work. Well, Oh, it was nice talking to you, Patty. And Always Aaron. a pleasure. It was really good. Uh, yeah, I haven't been here in a while, have I? You have not been here in a while, so we're glad to have had you here. <laughs> okay, well, you have a great weekend. And okay, you, as well. you too. Talk to you guys soon. Love you both. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Love you both. I knew it. I knew that her real love is unsalted butter. Eggplant emoji with, with some cheese. cheese. Oh, that sounds delicious. I'll eat his eggplant emoji. Wait, what? No, no. With the cheese? With no. the what? Huh? With cheese Diaz? Uh, with cheese Diaz. <gasps> Is it time for specialties? We should drink about this, goddammit. We haven't had an alcoholic cocktail in a couple weeks uh, here at the pod because we had the healthy... 
uh, you know, the January healthy smoothie. And then we had the, you know, I had my colonoscopy, so we had to keep it hydrated and light. So this week we have a specialty cocktail. Are we ready for it? Let's sing it on in. It's time for a specialty cocktail, specialty drink. I got some protein to shove down your throat. I need the liquor this time. Gummy bear song. We have a gummy bear. Okay, it's a bit much. This week's specialty cocktail is the last love letter. Nothing in life hurts more than while fighting the fight with your boys overseas, you receive a Dear Jules letter. Don't ask James Jules Ferris. He still can't talk about it. He's hurting. All right, for this you will need one ounce of Demerara rum. Demerara rum. A half ounce of dark rum. A half ounce of Jamaica rum. That's a lot of rums. That's triple rum right there, baby. You need one teaspoon of rich, simple syrup, eight drops of citrus bitters, and one dash of orange bitters. Bitters and rum, bitters and rum, bitters and rum, bitters and rum and pain. In a mixing glass, add all ingredients, add ice, stir for 30 seconds and strain into a rocks glass over a large ice cube. Garnish with an orange twist. Here are his tasting notes, are you ready? Love, she's a fickle thing. If you're lucky, it could last forever or a good solid 12 years. Ooh, that feels very personal. Yeah, it's a threat. Sometimes we find out very early on in the relationship that this union may not last through next Tuesday. But not everyone is skilled at breaking up in person and showing your partner your true feelings. That's when you need to take pen to paper and write out your last love letter. Let's face it. You are going to need some liquid courage, whether you are writing this on your best parchment or realistically typing your exit strategy via text message. This little drinky-poo is packed with enough alcohol to help you get through this it's-not-you-it's-me last-ditch effort letter. As bartender and creator of this drink, Colin O'Neill puts it, the last love letter is a rich, sultry cocktail to sip while contemplating lost loves and forgotten promises. Welcome to my life, Colin. Welcome to my life. Lost loves, forgotten promises. Jules, you know what we're going to get him? We're going to get him hooked on phonics. Work for me! (laughs) 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 Hooked on phonics was like a cocaine addict. Works for me! Oh, oh my God. This is... This this came in hot. This is potent? Yeah, I got to drive. Is there... What is, is the weird? Cinnamon in here? Yeah, there's a weird. It's a there's a weird flavor. Maybe the rum. rum is. You know what? That's why this this specific rum is in this drink because after you have a sip of it, you're just gonna go. Excuse me, ma'am. We're gonna. Do you know why we pulled you over? Are you an old British guy? Bombs your uncle. Wowie, zowie. Is this what the pirates drank? Damn. This is different than Maui Wowie. Maui Wowie. There's a lot of rums in this drink. More rums than a, I was about to say Chinese phone book, but I don't think that that works. That doesn't work. No, it anymore. It's a little bit, yeah. That's got a lot of rum in it. Oh. God. 
and the rums combine together to slap you in the face like no amount of bitters and syrups are going to cut all these rums. But I'm not going to lie. If you want to sit outside with your summery cocktail and you want a rum-based drink, you have this, you only have half, and then you'll get real honest. You'll start telling people what they really look like. I'm going to tell you, I'm never going to request a rum drink. You can't wear prints. You never never have like a dark and stormy? No. Ah, really? Unless I'm watching Stormy Daniels in Dark and Stormy. And you owe her 300 grand like Michael, what's his nut, Avenatti. I was walking the littles around the neighborhood. You know, you can pee anywhere out here. You should move. <laughs> the trees are free. Yeah, but how am free I going to break someone's eye socket? Tree. Yeah. I know. Well, trust me. You can still do that, but right. in a, a, a much more intensive way. And uh, I was walking and I thought, God, you know what? It's this crisp, weird, cold morning. I thought... This is a Saturday morning cartoon kind of day. I had a weird urge to eat like two bowls of tricks uh, and watch gummy bears. Mm. Bouncing here and then everywhere. High adventure. Okay. That's beyond compare. Is it gummy bears? Uh, I used to watch gummy bears on Saturday mornings and I would eat trick cereal or a couple bowls of rice krispies. Gummy bears. Gummy bears. Gummy bears bouncing here and there and everywhere. High adventure that's beyond compare. We are the gummy bears. Magic and mystery are part of their history, along with the secret of gummy berry juice. The legend is growing. They take pride in knowing the fight for what's right in whatever they do. Gummy bears bouncing here and there and everywhere. This man had a fucking laugh riot in that fucking booth. I don't think he did. I think he took his act so seriously. First of all, the idea that grown adults, multiple because he has backup singers, Uh went into a room one day to sing about gummy bears. And you just know he had like one can on, one can off. And and you just know he's like, gummy bears bouncing here and there and everywhere. Okay, cut. Um. Claire, Claire, can you give me a little bit more bass in that? Okay, okay. I'm going to, let's take Someone's it back. Someone's singing my part. Someone's singing okay, my yeah, part. Yeah, you guys, can we just work on the harmony for a sec? Gummy bears, gummy bears. Okay, see, you're only singing it like an octave above, <laughs> but you need to be, who's going to, who's taking the third? See, I couldn't even wrap my, I, like, because I'm thinking of edible gummy bears. So I could, like, it didn't seem. <sighs> Those didn't exist back then. Or yes, if they it did, did, they were in gummy the underground. Gummy bears have been around for a gazillion gummy be- years. Oh, you, oh, I thought you were talking about edible as in yes. edibles. Edible, oh, no. Like, like yes, Candy. No. Okay, yeah. Bears. No, which came but first? But these aren't, that's why my brain had a disconnect because okay. why would I want to watch a TV show about sticky gummy bears and why are they bouncing everywhere? Because then they're just filthy. They're just covered in. Lint. Why would you want to watch a TV show about four women in their 60s living in New York City after forming a this relationship? This is different. They're not covered in sticky shit. I beg to differ. Anyway. <laughs> in fact, I think there's more similarities here than you think. Well, maybe in, in Carrie's Kitchen after I'm just that more obsessed with, and we've talked about the fact that like theme songs and 80s shows told you a whole story. That this guy went in, he's like, dashing and daring, courageous and caring. He's singing about candy. Well, it's, Di- it's also Disney. So they're like, uh. Backstory. We need, uh, 
We need Mark. Mark, who did the uh, the voice for the prince, he's going to sing this now. Okay. Like, um, contractually, he's like, you'll sing it, Mark. You're singing it. And you're going to sing it like you're on stage. You belong to the MGM family, damn it, Mark. So get in there and do your job. You're a contract player. I like that he went all out. Fuck that yeah, this guy was like, if I'm doing this, there's no marking. It's gummy bears bouncing here and there and everywhere. Feeling it. From his core. Mm -hmm. Okay, Mark, we're going to take it again. We're going to take it back to gummy bears. Hey, Mark. um, Yeah. I understand that you just got off uh, Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah. Congratulations, by the way. Thanks. Um, Let's take it down a notch, shall we? It is a a cartoon. Look, Claire, here's the thing. If I'm feeling it, I'm feeling it. It's not my job to pull back. It's Mm -hmm. your job Mm -hmm. to balance. Uh, I hear what you're saying. Okay. Um, but uh, you know what? Let's just take it from the course. You're not okay? singing arms wide open, okay? Uh, so uh, okay. Well, look, I'm working with my band Creed. Mm-hmm. No, I get it. So I get it, but uh, okay. a little yeah. less. Uh, you know, just. What do just you to... think about these bears? What do you think, Claire? <laughs> They're dashing, daring, courageous, and caring. The lyrics are right there. They're bouncing here and there and everywhere. Everywhere. So. They can't stop bouncing. No, it's high adventure that's beyond compare. You They're can't addicted to cocaine, me. Claire. Would you do this to Adele? <laughs> would you Would you say this to Adele? Can you, you imagine know? Adele? Okay, um, Adele, thank you for coming in. <laughs> Can you please um, just take the first verse? We'll see how this goes. Okay. Bashing and daring, courageous. Okay, Adele, you know, we only have 30 seconds to get this song, okay, so you're going to have to type But it. I'm feeling something here. All right. And you got to understand, I've just been through a divorce. Okay, just go. And I'm not doing this for your from, TikTok uh, singers. Bouncing here and there. Take bouncing it from bouncing. here, all right. Yeah. Adele, here wonderful. What, wonderful. We're going to have to, again, um, it's a 30 the moment, second. Claire. Okay. All right, what do you want me to do? You want me to do a song about <laughs> no, the bears and not? you're the Rolling Stones. <laughs> <laughs> Oi! Oi, governor! <laughs> you want me to do this or not? So you're really not good at dialects. Bears! You're good at dialects, just not the ones <laughs> that were... I'm good at Keith Richards. <laughs> I'm good at dialects if people are drunk, okay? You give the opposite of the, what is necessary for the dialect. Exactly. This is why I didn't get into Juilliard. <laughs> this is my, <laughs> my King Lear monologue. <laughs> can you do an Australian accent? No. Arr, sure I can! <laughs> Wait, that's okay, Aaron, everybody's turning into a pirate. Okay, now do pirate. Shirty. Hardy, hardy, hardy. patatas. Okay, let's trick her. Let's ask her for a pirate, even though we'll, we're going to get Australia. All right, okay, I'm going to try it again. Well, you sons of bitches, set down your honorable load of honor, may you be shrouded in a hearse, you motherfuckers. Perfect, you got it. All right. Welcome to Julia. Welcome. This episode of Deer Pod is mixed and edited by Jim Ferris and is a property of Pineapple Ranch Productions.